Okay, good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Complete Sports Media's podcast. I'm your host, Darren Campbell, and you know who it is to my right. Uh, right? I don't know, left, I guess. Uh, Jason Cameron, uh, we are going to break down the weekend of sports, especially uh, week four in the NFL. Uh, it is currently almost finished for the week. Uh, we've got the Monday Nighter as we're recording here. Uh, four minutes left in the game, and San Francisco is winning 24 to 9. Um, looks like every team in the NFC West will be all two and two. Uh, the only division that'll have all teams tied. It'll be kind of wild. Uh, I just saw an amazing pick six by. Uh, I gotta get this guy's name right. Uh, Tanaloa Hufanga. He's the safety for the Niners. Uh, he just picked off Matthew Stafford, pick six, and took it to the house. So, uh, yeah, it looks uh, looks very, very, very likely that uh, all four teams are two and two uh, after four games. Uh, kind of wild uh, to have that for a division already, eh? Yeah, yeah, it it is. But it also, too, it just speaks to the parity of that said division. Yeah. That uh, all the teams are pretty equal, and uh, like especially in this game. But I, I do want to say this: it's been really hard to pick who's going to win and who's going to lose in these first couple of weeks. Yeah, like, like for me, especially being in like you know football pools and stuff, I'm not getting nothing right. Uh, like, it's not, yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's hard. Uh, it's never been harder. I don't think. Yeah, it's uh, it's really. So much parody. Uh, you know, I, I saw today there's only one undefeated team left, the Eagles. There's only one winless team left, the Texans. Uh, there's so many teams that are two and two. There's 13 teams, two and two. There's, uh, well, there'll be, uh, I guess, 15 teams, two and two after tonight. Uh, yeah, it's uh, crazy the parody. And week to week, you just really don't know who's going to win. <laughs> you, you could, you can put in a guess, uh, you can put in some money, but uh, yeah, it's a crapshoot all the time. Yeah, it's a flip of, it's a toss of a coin. It's a flip yeah. of a coin, man, because I like, it. but that's cool. That That's what yeah, I love about the league. That's what I love about the, football, the game of football. And then who would have thought by week four, a lone undefeated team would be the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it would have won a lot of money if that's what your bet was and uh, my Miami Dolphins were uh, undefeated going in, but uh, they lost Thursday. Uh, a lot of talk about Tua and him getting oh, concussed. Yeah. We can't wait to get into that conversation. That's a really, really wild one. Uh, I think that's actually going to change things in the NFL because of uh, the way that's been handled and all the crazy shenanigans of that. But I do want to touch a little more on this game. Uh, Jeff Wilson got the first touchdown, 18-yard run. Debo Samuel had a TD catch. He almost scored a second one, uh, uh, caught a ball and got it all the way down inside the one-yard line, uh, but they got stopped and they had to kick a field goal. Uh, Robbie Gould missed a 42-yard field goal uh, when it was 17-9 to and still was a one-score game. Uh, George Kittle got a TD catch called off when his second foot just hit the the white on the the back line there and – it uh yeah it was a no go but um yeah it really looks like uh, two and a half minutes left looks like the Niners got this pretty wrapped up uh Rams have the ball marching but 
doesn't look like they're going to be able to have two scores in this short of time. Cooper Cup's having an amazing game. Uh, as always, uh, look, let's look at his numbers. Uh, 12 catches, 100 yards, another 12 catches for the guy. Uh, he's leading the NFL in catches again, and it looks like he's going to do it for the second year in a row as long as he can stay healthy. Uh, nobody can stop this guy. No, nobody can stop him. He's just like it's like a Ford truck, just dependable. Like he's just always going to be there, just catching balls. Like it doesn't yeah. matter what you're going to do as a defense. He's like, no, he's just going to catch his balls, and that that's what you got to do. That's, yeah, incredible. Accept it for what it is. Yeah, and Tyler Higby's had a good game too. Ten catches, uh, seventy-three yards. Um, not a huge running game for the the Rams tonight, um, but uh, Stafford has good numbers and. Um, yeah, he's he's trying to bring him back, but two minutes left. Probably unlikely. I, I, I'm watching the Manning cast right now, and uh, they just had Steph Curry on as their guest, and uh, he was great. Really fun to hear his insight. And uh, they currently have John Hamm providing uh, some insight and uh, analysis and some funny <laughs> comments on, uh, on the game. Uh, I'm not sure who other guests they had tonight, but I, I love watching the Manning cast. I I got the uh, main going on on that TV, but I got the Manning cast here on the side. And, and uh, oh, my God, the Niners almost had another pick six just there. Uh, Two-minute warning, uh, going to commercial break. But, yeah, that's uh, amazing, that uh, that division, all two and two. And we'll we'll break it down in a sec. But um, let's, let's talk about the uh, long weekend first a little bit. Uh, Tell me about your long weekend. How did you enjoy having the, the three days off? Uh, three days off was great. Fantastic. I saw one friend uh, Friday evening. We hung out, went out. It was fantastic. It was fun. Nice. And then uh, Saturday, I had another friend come in from out of town. Saw him for a little bit. And uh, that was nice, too, as well. So it was it was good. It was a good Sweet. long weekend. But I have to say, it felt fast. Yeah. It, felt like it went by super quick i don't know why it felt like that but it definitely felt like that to me that's too bad yeah i i hate that i i don't think it felt too fast for me uh it was nice to have that extra day for sure uh really took advantage of it and so much sports on these days uh you know this is the sports (laughs) lover's dream um i i'm not too picky on uh you know the sports i love so i get to watch great baseball and and hockey and preseason basketball and there's you know obviously football and ufc and um the preseason basketball was great i told you uh last week that the raptors were here in uh, bc uh, with the training camp over in victoria they had a, they had an inter-squad game um at the arena there and uh it was sold out and then they had a preseason game yesterday the pre first preseason game in your hometown and the crowd was nuts. The crowd was the craziest I think I've ever seen at a basketball game outside of Europe. It was uh, amazing. The Edmonton crowd was just going crazy. I, I think every single one of them had a jersey. Every single one of them was cheering the whole entire game. Uh, they they had a blast there. And, and the, uh, all the players said, man, that was one of the greatest moments I've ever had. In a basketball game, uh, maybe Edmonton deserves uh, an NBA franchise because the way they supported that preseason game, it was awesome. 
No, that's that's fantastic. That's great to hear. That's great to hear that uh, we have such passionate fans in this country because yeah. we do. We do. Yeah. And, and I think we have enough passionate fans for the NBA that we should actually have two teams in this country. Yeah. yeah. Always thought that. Yeah. And I still think that. I think it was a travesty that we lost our team the way that we did. We we should we should have two teams. Yeah. Oh, I think we should have three or four teams. Uh, I think uh, you know it's time it's time to come north of the border here. Uh, the the support that the uh, Raptors have got is just showed just shows uh, that you know there are a huge amount of basketball fans here. This is not just a hockey nation like everybody says. Yeah, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. It, it is not. And then we've had trailblazers that have blazed the way for more Canadian talent to be, you know, funneled into the NBA. And we see it from year to year that uh, we have top talent in the first round that go into the NBA all the time now. Yeah. So uh, before you turned on the camera tonight, did you uh, do a bug check? I did. <laughs> I did. Good. And so far, so good. But <laughs> we'll see. I got we'll some see. comments. I got some comments uh, this past week about uh, your tread, uh, your your tough time with the the bug there a couple times. Whoa, <laughs> jumping and running and trying to get it uh, <laughs> made people laugh for sure. Oh, uh, that's good. That's good because I thought it was terrifying. But sure, <laughs> I, I'm glad people laugh. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, I was yeah, I was wondering if uh, you did a a nice uh, big check because yeah, that that was uh, that was amazing. I I don't know if we I don't know if I, I ever saw it on camera, but I uh, definitely <laughs> saw your reaction. It made me laugh watching it back. Well, yeah, and, and you know, in hindsight, yes, it was funny, but at the, at the time, not that funny. Really. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> Um, okay, I got a rant right now. I'm I'm pissed off. Uh need to get it off my chest. I don't know uh how I can get this changed, but uh we have the highest gas prices in on the continent and uh, right now it's it's ridiculous again. It's getting up to like close to 240 again. What the hell? This was it was a buck 80 uh you know a month ago. And now it's 240 and like, what the heck's going on? Like, this is going to make every single solitary thing we buy more expensive because all the trucks have to take it to where the places we're buying it. And uh, this is uh, this is going to cause inflation, cause a lot of havoc. And I drive a lot. Uh, I don't want to be paying these kind of gas prices. How are we going to stop this from happening? Because why here in Vancouver... Are we paying twice as much as they're paying in Alberta? We're paying way more than they're paying than anybody's paying in the on the continent. This is this is ridiculous. Like, why should we stand for it? Well, isn't it going towards like that money? Is it not being? <laughs> this is kind of funny for me. Is it not being allocated towards our infrastructure that doesn't exist? <laughs> like, like I, I think that's what it's supposed to do. Yeah, right? some of it. Some of it are we're being taxed for. Stuff like that for transit, crap like this, which yeah. seems ridiculous to me. Like, just raise the transit fees. If people are paying, taking transit and you need money, more money, then raise that. Because I don't really take transit, very rarely. Yeah. And, you know, I'm driving my car. I shouldn't be paying for 
other <laughs> things like that. It seems really, really, really dumb. But um, yeah, no, I think we should be lining up in front of the politicians and saying, enough's enough. This is ridiculous. We got to stop this. We don't want this to keep continuing on because it's not just what's going to cost driving around. It's making every single item that we buy more expensive. No, it, it is. It is. But, you know, what the, the, the response of the politicians are going to be is like, but we need to line our pockets, sir. Yeah. So, no, it's not <laughs> going to work like that. In fact, if anything, we're going to make that go up to $3. Right. Oh great! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm man. sorry. Oh, oh, I'm man. sorry. <laughs> it better not. It better, I'll be. I'll be protesting right in front of City Hall. You're gonna see me there. Please honk when you drive by, because I'm gonna have picket, picket line, picket signs. Just give me a little uh, uh, when you drive by, please. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. I'm sure some people will. I'm sure everybody will be supporting you. But you'll be the only person there. You do know that, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be lonely, but uh, hey, man, I, I got to do something. This is this is a this is a piss off, and I, I'm really, really, really disgusted. Um, okay, remember we talked about Aaron Judge? Yes. Yeah, yes. we talked about him last week. Uh, so he tied Roger Maris at 61. Uh, he spent entire week. Uh, no, I think almost the entire week. And the weekend coming up to bat. And I had to watch every at bat. And he didn't hit his home run. It was just oh, like, no. oh, 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 I was I was getting excited. I was thinking this is it. This is it. Uh, on Saturday, there was an amazing moment where the the broadcaster of the of the ball game was like, okay, this is crazy, but at uh at this time, 61 years ago. Roger Maris hit his home run. So he knew it to the time. It was it was 2.43 Eastern time, and okay. he knew it to the time. So Aaron Judge walked up at 2.41 Eastern time. And okay. so I'm just like, holy shit, like this, this, this would be just storybook. This would be something that, you know, you couldn't even write in the script and make anybody believe it. But Aaron Judge came up and he took a couple pitches. He fouled off a couple pitches. Suddenly it was 243 and it would have been 61 years to the minute that, it, uh, that Roger Maris had hit his 61st and this would have been uh, Aaron Judge's 62nd and he struck out and uh, oh, it oh. didn't happen. And yesterday he struck out three times. Uh, the pitchers have been not really throwing him much to hit at all. It's been pretty bad. Uh, walking him, walking him, walking him. And I think yesterday he started getting frustrated. I think he started swinging at pitches he shouldn't have uh, because I think he's just like, I'm not going to be like, just I want to get one. So yeah, uh, he, he struck out a career high three times yesterday. And um, it was really too bad because this was in New York. The Yankees fans were there selling out the place, uh, standing room only in the bleachers. And now they're in Texas today. And uh, so he's not going to hit it in front of the home crowd. Uh, it's starting to get down on nitty gritty. I think they might have five games left or four games left. Uh, so, yeah, he, he might not break the record. Uh, it seemed inevitable once he had got that 61, but it's uh, it's been painful 
to watch game after game after game for this past week and him not getting it. Well, how about this? Do you think it he could get it if the pitchers aren't going to pitch to him? Like, if the pitchers aren't going to pitch to no. him, it's going to be really, really hard for him to get that next home run. Yeah. Like, like really difficult. Yeah. So. I know. There's, there's only been one guy that's really pitched to him um, in the past two weeks, and that's the guy he hit the home run off. And, uh, you know, I, I, I've been saying to lots of friends and, and everybody that, you know, I I wouldn't be afraid of him. You know, you're a professional pitcher, like get him out, try to get him out, but throw, throw it, throw it by him. And, uh, if he does hit the home run, you're going to be remembered for the rest of history. So is there something wrong with that? Like I, I I gave up a home run to the best home run hitter that's ever lived. So is that, that's, you know, that's nothing to be ashamed about. It's nothing to be, you know, thinking, wow, I I suck. You know, you gave it up to this guy that's a monster of a human being that, you know, set a record. Uh, You would, you're not going to be probably, most of these pitches are not going to be known three, four, five years from now. They're going to be forgotten. But if you give up this home run, you're, you're in the history books for the rest of time. Well, I, I just want to put in a slight caveat to that, which is the best clean hitter. Yeah. <laughs> Home yeah. Run hitter. Well, it's 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 an American League record, okay? Okay. okay, okay. The other three guys, Maguire, Sosa, and Bonds, Sosa. all did it in the National League. National and, League. And, you know, okay. Yes, they were not clean. And you know, <laughs> yes, they did break the record. But this is the... Uh, Yankees record, the American yeah. League record, and the yeah. clean record, like you said. Record. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it would be nice, man. It would be nice if pitchers would allow him the opportunity to break the record. Yeah. But that's only if the pitchers allow him the opportunity or or the or the you know the, the bench bosses allow him the opportunity to do it. Yeah. yeah. If, they, if they don't, then yeah, there's not much he can do if he's just gonna be walked for the next five games. Yeah, it's tough. It's got to be in, just infuriating and super, super tough. Um, yeah. I okay. So I'm getting f- more and more and more frustrated with the NFL. It's becoming really, really, really hard to watch a lot of games uh, and not just screaming at the at, at the TV, yelling at, at the refs, brutal calls. Um, can you tell me the reason why they have the penalty? ineligible man downfield why would they not allow a lineman to run they don't allow a lineman to run more than a few yards away from the line of scrimmage when the ball is snapped like is that what what would be the purpose of that penalty well i i guess for the defense so that they know that they don't have to cover everybody so you just don't have like the lineman just kind of go for it. <laughs> I'm saying I'm open. I'm open. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's but so I, I, dumb. I, it's so it's so infuriating that. and dumb and just ridiculous. Like uh, I I'm waiting for a lineman to go to them and sue them for saying <laughs> that I'm 450 pounds because you don't even let me run. I don't know. I'm not allowed <laughs> to run according to the rules of the game. I can't run. So I've been just eating the normal food that I eat, but I can't run anymore. You don't allow it. So I am so massively fat that I'm dying 
and uh, <laughs> you owe me a hundred million dollars. Yeah, that would be cool. Won't happen, but that would be awesome. That would be like like a really cool thing that the NFL. Another cool thing that the NFL would have to deal with. But I, I don't know. They, you know what? I guess they have their prescribed like receivers or eligible people downfield that you can pass the ball to. And linemen are just never eligible unless they get put into the tight end spot. Sure. And I, I, I'm not saying, you know, these guys have got to be all eligible to get the ball thrown to them. I, yeah. I'm fine with that. But it's a broken play. The guy's trying to run and block a guy. All of a sudden, penalty, flag, boom. You're back 10 yards. Uh, it, it just was happening so much the past couple weeks and I, i'm just so bloody sick of it i'm really pissed off uh obviously this week there's been a massive amount of talk about concussions because of Tua getting hurt on sunday a week ago sunday and then on thursday so uh a week ago sunday he takes the uh he takes the hit hits his head gets up super wobbly woozy can't stand on his own uh leaves the game goes to the doctors they evaluate him they say sure you can go back in so he goes back in he plays then thursday short week they um say that he had a back injury back neck injury back and neck injury he's gonna be fine he's uh he's thrown back in there uh obviously takes a really bad hit guy tosses him down on the ground Hits his head, obviously concussed at this point, uh, clutching his hands in a yeah. very weird way that we see a lot in the UFC. We've yep. seen in you know other sports. Uh, you know, definitely they say concussion this time. Okay, boom. Oh yeah. <laughs> but they they everyone says that it was exacerbated because of his previous concussion that was undiagnosed. They thrown back in there, and they even fired the doctor that threw him back in the game. Ooh. So that doctor is probably going to sue them. Uh, you know, he said uh, he went through his proper checks. They said, no, you didn't. Goodbye. See you later. You're gone. Um, it's been crazy how much this has got legs and publicity and everybody seems to be talking about it. And uh, I think it's going to change football. I think uh guy's going to get his head wrung, and that's it. He won't be back in. Any time that happens, won't be back in that game, won't be back in the next game. And they're, they're just going to err on the side of caution, and they're just going to, boom, he's out, he's gone, boom. And so uh, I don't know, man. It, it uh, Were you surprised at how much conversation that has, this has sparked? And, and it's just widespread all over the place. I'm going to be honest. No, 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 I am not because of just the way that his, I, that, that, that nerve flinching that he did with his fingers and then the way he got carted off. Yeah, no, man, no. <laughs> there should be talk about that because there was a time where the NFL said there's no connection between concussions and football. None. I sure. kind of remember yeah. that. That's true. Yeah. They, they, they denied it, didn't they? For they years. denied it. Yeah. Now it's come full circle. Now there's no such thing as a denial. It's 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 wide open. Everybody knows there's, there's certainly a connection between the two. Yeah. The thing that I'm 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 really pissed off about 
Because now you've got coaches that have said this. Jim Harbaugh said this, where he goes, well, there's no way I would put my player out there like that. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Right. Okay. There's there's such a thing as a coaching fraternity. Usually they don't throw each other under the bus. No. Not like that. But he threw it. He threw he threw him right under the bus, man. Yeah. And for for the team, for the team to say um, that he only suffered a back and a neck injury, where he almost fell on his face. Yeah. Yeah. Really. A back and a neck injury would cause a man to stumble, wobble his head, and almost fall on his face. Yeah, get out of here. That doesn't even make any sense. Right. And then you, and then you throw him back out there, and that's what you call karma, because that the, the hit in itself wasn't illegal, but it was vicious, and he got major whiplash when he hit the ground like that. All right. Yeah. So nobody ever wants to see that. Nobody ever wants to see a man be carted off the field like that. So, yes, the discussion needs to happen because at the end of the day, that could affect his livelihood going down the road. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it, it definitely can. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, it's uh, it's you know serious business uh, when you're talking about head injuries. Um, you know, I I think that they shouldn't be calling it concussion anymore. I think they should call it head injury and, and make it, you know, super serious, like brain injury, brain head injury. Trauma. Yeah. Yeah. Not not concussion. Uh, I think that's just taken too lightly now. Uh, we saw it in the Sunday nighter last night between the Chiefs and the Bucks. Cameron Brait uh, caught a pass, um, hit his own teammate as he was uh, being tackled, uh, got a concussion, went off the field, somehow convinced them that he was okay, got thrown back into the game. And uh, uh, there was a lot of outcry again uh, today over that move. And um, I heard a guy, Bart Scott, say that he went into the testing that they do uh, prior to the season. They do a baseline test. And he said he purposely did really bad on the baseline tests so that if he ever got his bell rung, it wouldn't be alarming. It wouldn't be such a big difference between the initial tests and what he tested uh, off a concussion or something that happened on the field. Um, there's a lot of ways to, uh, sort of fool the system. You know, you just have to make sure you say keywords, don't say things that are going to alarm them. You know, there's a lot of ways of sort of, uh, getting yourself out of the way, but, um, it shouldn't definitely shouldn't be up to the player. Yeah. It's gotta be, you know, two or three levels deep on if this guy's allowed to play a game right away. Yeah. And you know, players want to play. That's why they'll they'll fudge the like they'll 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 try to cheat the system. They'll, they'll try to cheat the system all the time. So now when you know that the player's trying to cheat the system, and I, I don't know. I don't even know how you get the player to answer honestly. I don't know how you would even go about doing that. I don't really know how you would do that. But at the same time, you're there, your job is to protect him from himself. Yeah. So if there's even any inclination that you feel, ah, I don't know, man, that he doesn't play. Yeah. That's it. Like it, it's just that simple. It's like if you if you feel that I I, I don't really feel good about sending you back out there, then he just doesn't play. That's it. Done. I I heard that uh the Miami coach was told that um that's what they diagnosed him with was a 
a neck injury and a back injury. And that's why he said it to the press. Yeah. Um, you know, that's what his doctor yeah. said. Maybe that's why they fired that, that doctor. Cause you know, to everyone that watched the game watched and it. saw him, uh, when he stood up, you know, that's not from a back. That's not from a neck. That's, you know, your, your bell rung. Uh, yeah. I've had my bell rung and you know, you, you don't, you're not really, you're not really with it enough to, oh, yeah. you know, know what's going on yourself. Um, Troy Aikman actually said on the broadcast that he got concussed so bad once that he didn't even remember the second half. He played the entire second half and didn't remember one second of the second half. That's that's scary. Yeah. That, and, and, and uh, you know what? And back in that time, it happened all the time, yeah. which is even worse. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I had a concussion from football so bad once that – I had total amnesia. I was not able to remember my name, where I was from, anything about my life was just completely erased. And I was like, whoa. And I played a bit in the game. I went off. They put me back in. I couldn't do anything because they were calling plays that I had no idea what even meant. I I didn't even, I had no memory of anything in my life. And the weird thing was that the guy who hit me had total amnesia as well. And, and him and I used to run into each other over the years at places. And we would always have this running joke. Uh, hey, you remember that hit? Nope. Don't remember it. <laughs> no. And uh, we just were told what happened. And, you know, I, I didn't have any memory. Luckily, it came back uh, for him. He's had about probably about the same length of time where we had total amnesia and then something just started triggering memories coming back. But uh, it's a scary feeling. I'll tell you that. And um, thank God it wasn't uh, some permanent damage. Yeah. And because sometimes it can be permanent damage. Uh, I think uh, from the CFL, perfect example is the quarterback, Matt Dunnigan. Mm -hmm. Couldn't remember where he lived. Wow. How do you not remember? Like it's like when you think about that for a second. How do you not remember where you live? Yeah. And he and there were times where he'd be driving home, and then all of a sudden he'd have to phone his wife because he couldn't remember where he lived. He couldn't remember oh, where the house was. That sucks. That's horrible. Yeah, yeah it's tough. Uh, did you hear that they're making the Pro Bowl a flag football game now? Who cares? <laughs> you know, I'm sorry, man. You know, you know what they should do with the Pro Bowl? Just get rid of it. Yeah. Just get rid of it, like, cause like, you know, like it, it, it was beginning to just go downhill. Like, I would say 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. Maybe even twenty years ago. You know, like, like now it's just, why even bother? Yeah. Just give them the time off and then just resume play later. Yeah. I uh, that the last Pro Bowl was such a joke. It was the worst football game that I have ever seen in my entire life, and it was shockingly terrible. And I thought, wow, like. I can't believe how this is, you know, just completely just doesn't even resemble a football game. It just re resembled a bunch of guys in a backyard having fun. It was <laughs> it was brutal. Uh, supposedly they're going to have a bunch of um, contests, uh, probably like, you know, throw it through a target, who's the fastest runner doing different things, and then they're going to have a flag football game. Um, but, you know, my worry really is that NFL is – 
is going to be to a point where it's going to be almost flag football at some point because they're they call penalties on guys hitting guys. Uh, you know, defenses are so worried about doing anything with you know getting penalties for touching a guy. Um, yeah, I I think you know NFL football needs contact. It's you know it's a contact sport and it's great to see uh, you know big collisions and and big hits and nice tackles and stuff. But I don't know. I I, I have a bad feeling the NFL is in big trouble. Yeah, it's it's a violent sport. We all know that because of the the contact that's involved. Um, they're trying their best to mitigate like 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 really really bad injuries. Yeah. But at the same time, you can only do so much. You really can't. You can only do so much. Um, I I do appreciate the fact that they're just taking at least they're taking the concussion stuff very seriously now. Yeah. You know, so that's a good thing. That's a good thing to see. Um, because nobody ever wants to see that. I don't ever. I do not want to see another player like Tua being carted off the field like that. Yeah. And that's not enjoyable. And then also too, if you look at the way the game was played after he was carted off the field. Kind of took the life out of the game, bud. Oh, really did. Yeah. Oh, it sure did. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't fun. Um, I there. I heard a few guys uh, talk about the possibility of getting rid of that Thursday game because it's too short of a time between the Sunday game and that Thursday game. Uh, you know, not just for head injuries, but uh, guys are banged up really bad. There's the reason why football is only played once a week. You know, and, and typically Sunday, but you know we got that Monday game forever. But that Thursday game's been a pretty recent thing, and I think yep. it's. Uh, it, I don't think it's a good. I don't think it's a good night to have a football game on. I don't. I don't think guys get enough rest, and I think there's going to be way too many injuries coming from that Thursday game. I, I would love to see like if there's like um, like numbers done on that since the inception of the Thursday night game. Just how many more injuries players have suffered because of that Thursday night game? No. I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry to say this, but it's, it had to have been raised. Those numbers had to have gone up since the inception of that Thursday night game. Had yeah. to. Yeah, I think so, man. And uh, I, I don't like it. I don't want to see it anymore. And hopefully we can, uh, yeah, we can outlaw it and just have Sundays and Mondays. Uh, that's when NFL should be played. So. Uh, do you want to just break down that game at all? You said yeah. you, know, you were right uh, saying that it, the life was taken out of it. Uh, oh, Miami yeah. came in uh, undefeated, 3-0, and uh, looking really like gangbusters. Obviously, um, the Miami players uh, really were shaken up after seeing Tua leave like that. Uh, <laughs> Cincinnati, the defending uh, AFC champions, were able to get their second win and uh, look good doing so. 27-15, it wasn't Super compelling game, but um, yeah, what stands out to you uh, outside of that Tua thing? Uh, was that uh, Burrow actually had a good game? Uh, twenty for thirty-one, two hundred eighty-seven yards, two touchdowns, and uh, Higgins had a great game receiving seven receptions, one hundred twenty-four yards, and a touchdown. And also, too, Burrow's offensive line from week to week seems to be getting better, yeah, and better yeah, and better. Good. That's really what actually stood out to me as well. Yeah, yeah they're figuring it out finally. Yeah, luckily, uh, yeah, he's uh, he's getting that protection that he needs. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty scary there for the first couple of weeks. But, um, yeah, I think the schemes that they're putting him in and the protection is finally there. Yeah, 
it took a while. It took a while for them to gel, but it seems that finally they're gelling because, you know, I think Burrow prefers to be standing upright than being on the ground. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, he sure does. He definitely does. Um, before we go any further, I do actually, I forgot to mention that uh, Seattle Mariners and the Toronto Blue Jays both made the playoffs this past weekend. Uh, they're both in. Uh, uh-huh. Very exciting. Uh, Seattle Mariners broke the longest playoff drought in North American sports, 21 years without uh, making the playoffs. They're in, and I couldn't be happier. Uh, they looks like they're going to be hosting some playoff games. They'll be hosting a best of three, and all three will be in Seattle. And looks like Toronto will also be hosting a best of three uh, in Toronto. So super excited. Uh, yeah, awesome to see both teams making it, and uh, it's going to make – uh, for very exciting October baseball. So 21 years. So is that basically was, isn't that when Ken Griffey Jr. was playing? Like, no, like, he he was he was gone before that actually. Oh, yeah, he was gone before that. So yeah, it's uh, it's a long time. It's been a long time since it's that a long team time, man. Yeah, very long wow. time. They they lost a, they pretty much lost an entire generation uh, of fans <laughs> at. Uh, didn't get to see any uh, success with this team. So uh, I, I've, I've felt really bad for this team for a long time. And uh, it's great. They've got an exciting, exciting group of young guys, some older veterans. Uh, they really assembled an awesome team this year. And I couldn't be more, I couldn't be happier. It's nice to see just a couple hours away. Uh, there's going to be finally some playoff ball. Yeah, and and also too, like the field, Safeco Field, that nice field, man. Oh man, so I, I, that's right. a beautiful field. Yeah. So it, it's cool that they can actually you now enjoy some playoff baseball. Yeah. It may take another twenty-one years before they can enjoy it again, but at least they got it this year. So yeah. <laughs> no, it's not gonna be twenty-one years. No, no, it's not gonna be. <laughs> uh, yeah, they 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 finally have an opportunity to be relevant in Seattle too. Uh, the Seahawks, you know, 10 years uh, making the playoffs and being the number one there. Uh, Seattle Storm uh, having a lot of great runs there. they winning a couple championships. Sue Bird retired after a 21-year career, I think she had. Um, yeah. You know, this is finally uh, the opportunity for them to step up and, and be the number one team. And, and uh, yeah, I hope a lot of uh, – our listeners, viewers, uh, go down and watch. Uh, you know, it's it's really fun, fun time. Jason, you were there this year, and I've gone yep. down so much over the years. Uh, it's a blast, and it'll be great to see them. I, I really think they can uh, win that first round as well and uh, get into the second round, so it'll be great. Well, hopefully they can, and hopefully they can give their fans um, – well, you know what? They already have given their fans what I like to call hope. Yeah. Hope for the future. It's just nice because they haven't had it for 21 years. So it's good. I know. Crazy, <laughs> eh? We're all, we're amazing. Um, okay, let's get it get into the uh let it, let's get into breaking down the, the the games from yesterday. Um I I guess I want to start in the A uh AFC. We'll start in the AFC and we'll talk about the um, we talked about the Dolphins already. They sit at three and one atop the division. Uh, let's talk about the Bills and the Ravens. Um, Buffalo has had an up and down year so far. They are sitting uh, three and one after having a terrible first game, but uh, um, they made a comeback yesterday on Baltimore that was pretty shocking. Uh, listen to this stat: 
In the Ravens' first 26 seasons in the franchise history, they were 103 all-time when leading by 17 or more points. Uh, this year, they've had three games, three such games, and their one win, two losses. Uh, they blew a 20-3 lead in this game. And uh, we said a lot of these old, Old veteran defensive players are rolling around in their – they're not even in their graves. They're just <laughs> rolling around in their beds uh, freaking out because uh, this is weird to see the Ravens' defense uh, give up leads like this. And and um, J- uh, Josh Allen uh, took advantage. And and uh, this was a fun game to watch. Uh, you know, you got you got two amazing quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen, against each other and, and uh, ended up – Ravens made a huge mistake at the end, going for it on fourth yeah. and goal. Yeah. Uh, threw the pick. Uh, yeah. That uh, brought the ball out, gave Allen a chance to go down, kick the winning field goal. Um, Hardball's taken a lot of criticism for it. And Lamar Jackson, uh, he, he definitely shouldn't have thrown that ball. Uh, but this was, um, yeah, this was a crazy, crazy game. Yeah, it was It was a great game. Great game to watch. Um Again, the Ravens, unfortunately, their defense is they're giving up too many points when they shouldn't be. Yeah. And uh, but I, I love the fact watching these two guys play the game, but play the game in their style. And because they're both running quarterbacks. Yeah. And I, and I thought that was just it was very cool to see uh, Lamar Jackson. He gets his 11 carries for 73 yards. And then Allen's not even he's not outdone. 11 uh-huh. carries for 70 yards with a touchdown. Yeah. Right? Amazing. So, yeah. And and I and I like the fact that Allen, he's like an old school throwback quarterback where he's like, I don't slide. I'm just going to run you over. <laughs> and like, you forget yeah. how big the man he's is. He's a big boy. He's yeah. Yeah. He's a he's big huge. boy. Man. Yeah. He's I know. I love it. Yeah. He, he does, He's not a slider. He's like, I'm taking these guys on and I'm, yeah. I'm mowing right through them. And, yeah, he you know, he's definitely uh, got a, a ton of talent, uh, you know, running the ball, and you don't expect that from a, a white quarterback, you know. They, they just all these black quarterbacks that have come in, and they're so athletic, they're just you know so elusive. But he just uses uh, you know just brute force and strength, and he gets out of the pocket and look out, a hard guy to bring down. Oh, he's a super hard guy to bring down, and and you know. It, so you remember back in the day when a quarterback lowered the shoulder and you got run over, then <laughs> your teammates were like, oh, man, that didn't look good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But now it's like if you got a guy like Allen that blows you up, then you're just like, well, it's kind of big. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's so creative and so great. And, uh, you know, both head coaches just must love having those two guys together. And it was fun to see the matchup. I was uh I I was loving it. It was super exciting. Um, J.K. Dobbins was uh was pretty uh, potent for for the Ravens. He had a touchdown on the ground, touchdown through the air. Um, they 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 both got a lot of great weapons. Uh, Duvernay was great. Um, Andrews, man, that guy's amazing every week. And uh, Stefan Diggs, Singletary, Singletary is uh you know great weapon and. Yeah, both these teams are really fun to watch. Uh, I, I I will sign up every week to watch them. Yeah, they're both evenly matched, and they they showed it. They proved that uh, when they matched up against each other. But uh, 
definitely the difference in the game was the Bills D shutting Lamar down. Yeah. In that fourth quarter for that one particular drive and then turning the ball over and giving Allen a chance to win the game, which he did. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. Um, J- uh, Jordan Poyer um, returned. He, he came back from injury. He had that reception that I talked about in the uh, end zone, and he also had a second interception. So um, huge, uh, really good for the Bills. Bills uh, secondary has been super banged up. And uh, they were missing a lot of guys the week before. Uh, really good to get uh, him back and and uh, get the big win. So as I said, they're three and one. Uh, Ravens are two and two. Buffalo hosts the one and three Steelers in the early window Sunday. Uh, Baltimore hosts Cincy, and that's the Sunday nighter. So uh, that should be fun. Uh, seeing yeah, seeing uh, Joe Burrow um, against Lamar Jackson. Pretty exciting about that. Um, okay, let's see. Uh, let's turn to the AFC East. Um, the the Jets are sitting there. Uh, they are uh, two and two now on their record. Zach Wilson came back from injury and looked pretty good. Had good numbers. Uh, they beat Pittsburgh 24-20. Um, I am pretty impressed with... Um, uh, yeah, a lot of the things that they've done. Um, this is uh, Zach Wilson caught a touchdown, and it was yeah. the first time in franchise history a Jet quarterback has ever caught a TD pass. Uh, but the Steelers uh, quarterback outdid him by becoming the first quarterback in NFL history to score two rushing touchdowns in his first career game. Uh, Kenny Small Mitts Pickett came uh, <laughs> came in and uh, replaced uh, Mitch Trubisky. And uh, even though he had some picks, uh, I could see the huge, huge, huge love the crowd was giving him and the excitement that he seemed to be uh, generating when he came in. Yeah, he had he had maybe what you would like to call that it factor. Yeah, I think I think I think he has it. Yeah. And and I like the fact that the Steelers said, you know what? Let's let's get him out there. See what he got. Yeah. And yeah, he did throw the picks and everything else. And then also so did Mitch Trubisky. But if you look at that game, Steelers turned over the ball four times just from interceptions and still had a chance to win. Still close, yeah. Yeah, yeah still close. So not bad. That's not yeah. bad. Yeah. I agree. It was um it was close. Um yeah, uh, so they've made an announcement that Pickett will be the starter this coming week. Uh, Trubisky was was benched and will stay there. And, um, yeah, we'll see uh, how that shakes out. Uh, good to see Kenny Pickett in there getting a, ch- getting a chance. Uh, the Jets host the Dolphins, uh, a big EFC East matchup um, on Sunday, the early window. And the Steelers go to Buffalo, like I mentioned earlier. So, uh, staying in the AFC East, um, there was a game between Green Bay and New England. Green Bay was favored by uh, 10 points. Uh, when you heard that Mac Jones wasn't even going to be in there, I think the line even went higher than that. Uh, this looked like a complete mismatch, and nobody seemed to be excited about it. And it ended up going to overtime. Uh, it was pretty wild to see Brian Hoyer in there. Uh, all of a sudden, he's out with a concussion, and we got the rookie, Bailey Zappi, K- 
came in and uh, he looked good. He uh, had an opportunity. He threw the first touchdown of a rookie quarterback this season and uh, was able to um, put a scare into Green Bay and uh, put it into overtime. Uh, quite surprising. Yeah, it was quite surprising because I, I first off, I was like, Oh, you're still playing? You're still in the league? Oh, that's pretty cool. I, I, didn't, I didn't know that. <laughs> and then he gets taken out. And then I'm like, well, who's this guy? <laughs> it's like, all right, man. And then yeah. he does well. Yeah. Like, he does well. He like, actually you know, he, did well, yeah. Well. It was shocking. Yes. <laughs> Went 10 to 50, 99 yards, and obviously the touchdown. You know, like he had, like, uh, Stevenson, 14 carries, 66 yards. He, I, I was I was impressed. I was impressed with Patriots' fight that they yeah. had because let's be honest, man. I I thought they were just gonna get blown out. Yeah. I I didn't think they had it in them. I did really not, did. Did not look like it would be anywhere close. And um, yeah, it's, especially when uh, Hoyer, uh, you know, their backup gets concussed early, and you're thinking, oh man, this is just gonna get brutal. But uh, somehow, um, yeah, he was able to. Uh, this rookie was able to come in and play pretty good. And I was, uh, yeah, I was, I was very impressed. Um, uh, Aaron Rodgers had another uh, very big milestone. He threw his 500th career TD pass um, and uh, looked good in that second half. He had the worst half in his career in that first half. He had, I think, 24 passing yards through a pick six. They were down 10 to 6 at halftime, and uh, it was looking ugly. It was looking terrible, and uh, he came back in the second half. Ended up with pretty good numbers and uh, led led the team to win, but um, it was not supposed to be this tough. No, no, it wasn't supposed to be this tough, but like you said, he led his team to, his, to the win. Seems to have found a reliable receiver in Lazard. That seems no. to be his guy now. With six receptions, 116 yards, Lazard had a great game. And also, too, the running tack on point yeah. in this game. Yeah. Jones, 16 carries, 110 yards, and Dylan, 17 carries, 73 yards. Yeah. Our running attack is is looking better and better as the weeks go by. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's been key for them and, and huge. Yeah. So uh, the Patriots host Detroit uh, this coming Sunday, the early 10 a.m. window. And Green Bay hosts the Giants, but in London. So they will be across the pond. And uh, that's a 6.30 a.m. Pacific time, 9.30 Eastern time start. Um, We'll talk about that London game that happened this weekend in a sec. Uh, You said you weren't going to wake up. You didn't, I guess. No, 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 no. I I, I stayed in bed. Right, stayed in bed. (laughs) <laughs> okay. I woke up and watched it and it was a, a very entertaining game. I got to tell you, I, I loved it. We had a double doink that happened uh, at the end of that game. And that uh, was, uh, it was a pretty neat, uh, neat game. And, and uh, I was pretty impressed with the crowd there. Uh, it looked like it was fully sold out tons of jerseys from both Vikings and the saints. And uh, yeah, I, I love those London games. Uh, it must be tough on the players, but uh, this was pretty cool to see. It was pretty cool to see. And then also, too, I heard from my coworker, and then I saw it later on in the highlights, um, that uh, the show Ted Lasso. Yeah. Like, uh, the whole cast was in there I'm watching the games. Yeah. Yes. So that was pretty cool. They pro- they obviously didn't have to pay for their tickets. That's what happens. But very cool to see them there. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. You're a fan of the Ted Lasso show? Did, do you, have you watched a lot of it? 
I've watched a couple episodes and I gotta say I gotta watch more. It is yeah. hilarious. Oh, it's so, so great. Funny. Yeah, one of those one of those really, really good gems. Uh, I, I've really enjoyed it. And and yeah, it was cool to see the cast there. Uh they're fun. And I, I can't believe how many awards they've won since that show's hit the airwaves. Uh it's uh it's getting so much critical acclaim. As it should, because it's a great show. It's a great show, great premise, and it's funny. Yeah. Very, very funny. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah. Okay, so we've covered the East. Uh, now let's cover the uh, AFC West there. We talked about the, the Chiefs and um, a little bit. We uh, No, we didn't. We, we haven't really covered the Chiefs, actually. Uh, they played the, the Sunday Nighter, and it was uh, the goat against the baby goat. We had uh, Patrick Mahomes against Tom Brady. Um Tom Brady's numbers were massive, massive, massive. But uh, Patrick Mahomes uh, just showed us why he is so elite again and again and again. Some of those passes he makes, he he's just such a magician with the ball. He he he, he realizes, oh, I got to do this one sidearm. I got to do this shovel pass. I got to do this little looping pass. Uh, he's able to get out in space, find his receivers. They rolled up the score. Uh, Tampa Bay came back later on, but uh, this was definitely KC was in charge of this one and uh, rolling up another big victory. Yeah, no, they were in charge of this game from start to finish, I would say. Uh, Yeah, Brady made a late run, but it was it was too it was too late. Yeah, too little too late. Um, I think I want to say was it I want to say I think it was Mahomes third touchdown where he was running around in the backfield. And then it looks like, is he going to run it in himself? No, he's just going to toss it over the top to his buddy yeah. who is wide open. Like, I'm looking at it going, yeah, only he's going to do that kind yeah. of stuff. Like, like that, it was impressive. Yeah. Sometimes you forget how elite he is, and then he does yeah. something like that. And then you're just like, no wonder he's making 50 million a year. And, yeah. uh, you know, he's, he's going to win a lot of incredible uh yeah he's gonna win a lot of super bowls and he's gonna set a lot of records there was there was something that uh, came up yesterday and i'll have to uh let you know about it okay so he hit his uh he hit twenty thousand passing yards uh fewest games to hit that mark in nfl history uh 67 games uh matthew stafford uh had the original record 71 games uh there was uh, there was a stat that came up that he needed. Uh, so he he averages about 301 yards per game. Uh, he will need about 218 more games to catch Tom Brady's current total. Uh, that will be in the 2034 season when he's 39 years old. If he can just average that 300 yards a game that he's done already, um, Tom Brady is continuing to push that farther and farther and farther. So, so that'll be into his 40 year, 41st year, 42nd year, maybe. Uh, so it, it's pretty wild. Um, they they talked a lot about Mahomes and Andy Reid. What an incredible dynamic uh, coach, head coach, quarterback duo this is. Um, they have a winning percentage of 788, uh, second highest by any QB head coach duo in history. And you know who's uh, number one, the hoodie and TV. Yeah. Um, they had 
Uh, he's Patrick Mahomes has started all 67 games for Andy Reid. And Andy Reid is the uh, second head coach in NFL history with 50-plus wins with three different quarterbacks. Uh, Don oh. Shula is the only other guy to have that. Uh, Donovic McNabb, uh, he had 92 victories. Uh, 92-41-1 and one was his record. Alex Smith uh, was 50-26. and 26. And Patrick Mahomes now is 52 and 14 uh, with his his uh, Ooh, record. Wow. So, yeah, incredible. Uh, he's just magnificent to watch. And uh, uh, to see him going up against this 58-year-old man that's throwing <laughs> the ball on the other sideline, uh, you know, I was just like, this is going to be fun. But uh, it really was a complete blowout. Uh, you know, we, we, we did talk about – Brady putting some points up near the end, but look at Brady's numbers though. Like, uh, why are you getting that old man to throw the ball that much? Like, they had no running game. Like, no, they, they no. ran the ball six times for three yards. Yeah, like yeah. that is pathetic. Why? Why don't they try to get a running game going? You're asking the oldest quarterback that's ever played the game to win all your games. Uh, this, that doesn't seem like a great plan. It's not balanced attack whatsoever. No. And, and I, you know, like you have a, a very good running back in Leonard Fournette. Yeah. I, I think he's a very good running back. But, you know, to, to his credit, he just, I guess they just passed him the ball instead of letting him run it. Yeah. So, because he, he did get a touchdown, seven receptions, 57 yards. Mm-hmm. And I like the fact that Brady finally had his weapons back. Yeah. When I say his weapons, the receivers were all runner. back. Yeah. Evans. Yeah. Godwin, yeah. Julio Jones all came back. Evans had a great game. Yeah. Eight receptions, 103 yards, two touchdowns. But he at least he's he now has his people back. So I think you're you're going to see a shift. You're going to see a change with the Bucks. Just not in this particular game because yeah. he had to play Pat Mahomes. That's true. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So uh okay, so the Chiefs host the Raiders on the Monday nighter a week from tonight. Uh, it'll be quite fun to see uh, those two guys going at it. And um, the, uh, the Bucks host the Falcons in the the early window of the Sunday morning game. So uh, it'll be good. Um, okay. Uh, staying with the AFC West, uh, the Chargers uh, handled Houston. Houston is the only uh, winless team so far. In the NFL, uh, Herbert looked great. Uh, his rib cartilage problem seems a lot better. Uh, Eckler had three touchdowns on the game. Uh, yeah. Very impressive performance. Uh, and Williams says was huge. Uh, another uh, over 100 yards there. Um, this was a little closer than I expected, but uh, Chargers uh, looked great on offense and were able to uh, get the big uh Big 34-24 win. Yeah, Chargers looked great. They had the great uh, bounce-back game. Luckily, they, they they were able to play Houston to have a great bounce-back game against. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so that makes it a lot easier. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, for the Texans, they, they may have found somebody with their running back. Pierce. Oh, man. He's pretty, he, he pretty good. He played he great. Good. He played really great. I, I was impressed with him that – that seventy-five yard uh, run that he broke off and got the touchdown Ooh. on, man, that he had a burst of speed through there, and it, it was it was very impressive. I I like this kid. 
Yeah, I like him too, man. Like 14 carries for 131 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, man. Yeah, they 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 might they might have themselves a gem right there. Yeah, I'm I'm amazed they didn't give him the ball more. Like, why only 14 when he's pulled off 130? Like, you know, yeah, he should have been given a lot more opportunity. Well, you know what? That that's a great thing about the Texans. They don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Weird, eh? Strange. So weird. Uh <laughs> Davis Mills took a lot of criticism this week. Uh, they've come out and say this is their man, sticking behind him. Uh, there's not going to be a change uh, behind center. We'll uh, we'll see. But uh, as I said, uh, man, it's got to be tough to be the only winless team in the whole league. Well, yeah, it it, it sucks because it's like, well, you're not you're not good. <laughs> so. It, you know, like winning can solve everything, but losing just exasperates everything. Yeah. And that that's what they're dealing with. And the Texans have been like that for quite some time. Yeah. And they they actually have somebody that they can blame. Oh, man, it was that former GM, that dude that yeah. gave away DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, and then everything kind of fell apart after that. Horrible. That yeah. Guy. Yeah. They screwed up big time there. Yep. Yeah, they sure did. Um uh... Chargers uh, go play Cleveland uh, early window Sunday. Houston goes to Jacksonville, also the early game. Uh, the Jags are looking good, so they might be in in for continuing that uh, winless winless drought there. Um, okay, let's also talk about the uh, same division. Uh, the Raiders and the Broncos uh, came together. Um, it's amazing, Geno Smith is better than Russell Wilson. And uh, Russell Wilson had his best statistical day, and it's yeah. still not as good as Geno Smith's putting up in Seattle. So um, the Raiders got their first win, became uh, was able to finally get in the win column, and uh, had, a, had a great victory, 32-23 over the, over the Broncos. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's funny how you just mentioned that because uh, Russell Wilson had his best statistical game. Yeah, and for this game, and he came up short. He came up short. Wilson, seventeen of twenty-five, two hundred thirty-seven yards, two touchdowns, and he got one rushing as well. Yeah. So you're thinking, oh, yeah, this is the guy. Is this not the guy? This is the guy that we're paying all this money for, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But then he didn't win, so no. maybe not so much. <laughs> not uh, not going to be good if he's not pulling off the victories. Yeah. Um, Josh Jacobs, uh, man, he was. Huge, huge game man uh he's he, when he's on he is phenomenal to watch yeah he is he is man like a uh, 28 carries 144 yards massive game yeah oh oh sorry sorry i oh, oh, also forgot sorry five receptions for another 31 yards yeah two touchdowns right running the ball like yeah he had a massive game yeah. oh and then there was a Devontae adams sighting yeah. oh man yeah he stepped up big it's almost like car remembers like Oh, you. I remember you. I should get you the ball. <laughs> right. Nine receptions for 101 yards, man. So, yeah, it, it's good that the Raiders have finally gotten off the schneid. They finally got themselves a win, and maybe they can now build upon this. Yeah. The uh, huge blow for Denver was Javante Williams uh, was uh, hurt, and uh, news came down today that uh, their running back will be out for the season, torn ACL. Um, he uh, 
He had 47 carries for 204 yards and 16 catches for 76 yards. Uh, him and Melvin Gordon, that backfield, were looking great. Uh, last year, he had uh, almost 1,000 yards, uh, four touchdowns, another 43 catches for uh, 315 yards. And um, this is a huge, huge blow for Russell, for the Denver organization. Melvin Gordon's great, but uh, that one-two punch was something that uh, – they were going to be uh, relying on all season. And, and uh, yeah, this is a massive blow. Yeah, it's a massive blow. Um, it really sucks because now Gordon's going to have to carry more of the weight. And uh, so is Wilson. But maybe Wilson can, can now just begin to start to build on this game from this starting point. Yeah. Because the last couple of games, well, I don't think there's much to mention there. But yeah. this one there is. So. Yeah. Hopefully they can build on that. Hopefully he can build on that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Let's, uh, let's cover the AFC North. Let's talk about um, the, the teams there. Uh, we covered the Ravens already. They're at two and two and the Bengals are two and two. Uh, the Browns are also in a three-way tie. Two, wins, two losses. They, uh, they unfortunately lost uh, to Atlanta 23 to 20. Um, there were no TDs through the air in this game. Both teams had a couple of rushing touchdowns, a big rushing attack. Uh, Atlanta was dealt a massive blow as well when Cordell Patterson was hurt, and it looks like uh, he's on IR, uh, will not be eligible for about a month or so. Um, yeah, this was uh. A battle of uh, the running attack, but uh, Atlanta pulls out the victory, and uh, they sit at two and two as well. Yeah, yeah, Atlanta, Atlanta got it done. They got it done. Yeah. Uh, but, but at least before Patterson unfortunately got injured, he managed to get himself a touchdown. Al Algier, Algier. Yeah. Tyler Algier. Algier. Yeah. Yeah. Ten carries, eighty-four yards. He had himself a great game, but. The running back that stood out between the two teams, as he always does, Nick Chubb. Jeez. Love that guy. Yeah. Got a monster. He's so he's good. amazing. Yeah. He he just churns out so many yards every time. He didn't even have 20 carries in 120 yards rushing touchdown. The guy is great. Yeah, he's he's such a weapon for them. Yeah, he's such a weapon for them. And then also, too, you have the off-speed guy with Kareem Hunt with 10 carries, 49 yards. Um, unfortunately, the Browns couldn't pull it out. And my Falcons, my Falcons, <laughs> they got it done. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, even though they're they're not uh, giving Mor Morietta much of an opportunity. He only had seven completions on the day. Yeah. Uh, no, every Nobody, only one uh, guy had uh, two catches. Everybody else had one, one catch or nothing. Uh, <laughs> a bit of a running attack there. Uh, yeah, I... I'm amazed uh, that they're pulling off victories with uh, as little offense as they have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hopefully, they can just keep doing that. Just be like, just pulling magic out of like out of the hat. Just be like, ah, okay. So we're not generating any offense. We we're barely holding on for defense, <laughs> but we're winning. So good enough. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, you're two and two. That's uh, a lot better than lots of people predicted for them. So here you yeah. go. Um, Okay, so we, we've covered the North, uh, Browns, Ravens, Bengals, all two and two. Steelers, uh, we talked about earlier, who lost to the Jets. 
they sit at the bottom of the division one and three. Uh, let's go to the AFC South. Uh, Jags and Titans sit at two and two, uh, top the division. Um, Jags had a hard fought uh, loss against the Eagles, who sit at four and zero. Oh. Um, this was the return of Doug Peterson, uh, former Eagles coach that uh, won the Super Bowl for them or helped them win the Super Bowl. Um, Jags played great, but uh, Eagles, uh, yeah, right now they're the class of the whole NFL. Yeah, yeah. Who would have thought the class of the whole NFL? Mm-hmm. Eagles played great, and uh, the defense really stepped up. Five takeaways against the yeah. Jags, and that that's really what cemented the win. Uh, especially in those conditions that they played in. That, that was like like a monsoon that they were playing in. But, of course, uh, that was really hard to hold on to the damn football. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, uh, the uh, the Jags fans are uh, petitioning that they're going to change his middle name to Butterfingers. Uh, they're going to go down <laughs> to City Hall and uh, make it Trevor Butterfingers Lawrence. He is the first football player this century – to lose four fumbles in a game. First player this century. Uh, that had to be Rafi. He needed to wear gloves. He needed to get some stickum. He needed to uh, maybe get some crazy glue, something. But uh, that must have been so frustrating for Jags fans. Yeah. Yeah, that must have super sucked because it's like they had a chance to win this game. They were in it. Yeah. But if you're if you're gonna lose four four balls, four fumbles, and, yeah, and gonna, through a pick, and through a and, pick, and through a pick, yeah. you're not gonna, you're not gonna win a game. It's Jeez. it's gonna be really really hard to win a game when you're giving away the ball five times. It, it was crazy. Um, I like this uh, Jamal Agnew. Uh, he yes. scored both touchdowns. Uh, he also is their kick returner. He returned three uh, kickoffs for seventy yards. And even returned a couple punts, uh, got four catches for fifty yards, and and got the two TDs. Uh, this guy's a weapon. Yeah, no, I I, I was super impressed. I, I really liked uh, I like I like the way that he came in, played the game. Um, the two touchdowns were magnificent, and he he looked really good. Yeah. It looked like Trevor Lawrence has found himself another weapon yeah. along along with uh, Kirk, who came over from the Cardinals with two receptions and 60 yards. But uh, going back to the Eagles, though, Sanders had himself a big game. What a game, yeah. Yeah, their their running attack is, I think, the best in the NFL right now. Yeah, I think so, too, with Hurts running, because you're always afraid of what he's going to do. And then Sanders himself is a fantastic running back. 27 carries, 134 yards, two touchdowns. Oh, yeah, and then going through the air, Still got A.J. Brown back there. Still getting it done. Five receptions, 95 yards. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the Eagles had four rushing touchdowns. Uh, you know, it's going to be hard to beat any team when they're going to score that much uh, on the ground. And, uh, yeah, and, and then A.J. Brown, uh, one of the best guys in, in the NFL uh, catching the ball. So, yeah, I, I can't see the Eagles, uh, um, yeah, having too much troubles this year. Uh, you know, they, they could – be one of those teams that starts, uh, you know, going for that 16-0, 17-0 now. Um, they travel to Arizona to play the Cardinals in the 125 window Pacific time uh, this Sunday. And the Jags, the Jags host the winless Texans. So 
Uh, we can see the Jags continuing to be at the top of the AFC South, uh, three and two record, and uh, continuing on. No, oh, yeah. Well, I- I'm just gonna say it now. Yeah, I, I think that's what's gonna happen. Guaranteed victory. Yeah, I, I guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like Barkley. <laughs> yes, I do. I, I do get that. I do get that. <laughs> Uh, okay, the Titans, as I said, uh, they're also tied with the Jags 2-2. Two and two. Uh, They were able to beat the Colts uh, 24-17. Uh, Derrick Henry had uh, one of those Derrick Henry-type games, and uh, they got a got a nice uh, nice win over Indy. Yeah, uh, Henry looks fantastic. You know what? Whenever Derrick Henry's running like that, it's really, really hard to beat. Yeah. Really hard to beat. Yeah. Henry, 22 carries, 114 yards, a touchdown, going along with three receptions for 33 yards. And uh, Tannehill had himself a good game, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, only missed four passes, 17 to 21, 137 yards and two touchdowns, but no picks. Yeah. No picks. Yeah. Did not turn over the ball. That, and that's key for Tannehill, for sure. Uh, Matt Ryan uh, threw that one pick, and that was just very crucial. But uh, big numbers again, uh, you know, very impressive. 356 yards, a couple touchdown passes. Uh, Jonathan Taylor uh, really couldn't couldn't do much. Uh, you know, 20 carries for 42 yards. Um, usually he's able to get out in space, but uh, they swallowed him up on this one. Yeah, they swallowed him up. Uh, they didn't really give him anything. They didn't give Taylor anything, any running move whatsoever. But um, Ryan, his uh, favorite target for this particular game was Mo Ali Cox. Yeah. I love that guy's name. Love it. This is a great name. Six receptions, 85 yards, and two touchdowns. Yeah. And uh, you know what? This What this week is showing me is that old men still can get it done, yeah. still can get those numbers, you know? Yeah, yeah. The the biggest uh, key for the victory for the Titans were they were plus three in takeaways. They they got two fumbles and uh, the one interception. And um, yeah, Colts Colts fall down uh, to third in the division, uh, one two and one. Uh, Texans last and uh, in the division and the conference, like I mentioned earlier. Uh, Titans play Washington the early window, and Indy goes to Denver to play the Thursday nighter. Uh, which I hope they outline next year. But, um, yeah, the, the Thursday night are Denver Indy. So we'll see if Russell Wilson can – Russell Wilson and Matt Ryan uh, be interesting. Uh, no, 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 sorry, Indy. No, not, not Matt Ryan. Yeah, so um, – okay. Um, Chargers uh, got a nice win over the Texans. We mentioned that. And now we're going to the NFC – uh, we're going to start with the East. Uh, Eagles got uh, their win at 4-0. The Cowboys and Giants are sitting at 3-1. and uh, Let's talk about Dallas as they dominated the Commanders 25-10. Uh, to uh, Jerry Jones said there is a quarterback controversy in Big D, and uh, Cooper Rush has uh, got himself in the mix, and uh, if Dak comes back healthy, he doesn't know who he wants to play. Really? Like, really? Is is that is that what we're doing now? Is that is that a thing? Really? <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Can you believe he even said that? So dumb. It, 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 it's come on, man. Come on. What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you, hey, how about this? Just be glad that he won these games. All right. Yeah. Like, yeah. like Cooper Rush won these games, and that yeah. that's fantastic. 
Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> if Dak is healthy, Dak goes in and yeah. he plays. Like that that's the way that goes. <laughs> Why would he even do that? You you don't want quarterback controversies. You don't want that in your team. You you got a main guy, he goes down, he comes back, he gets back in. The you know, this is just ridiculous. And Cooper Rush has played fine, but uh yeah. come on, he's not going to take Dallas to the playoffs and uh, you know, give him a chance at at a Super Bowl. Uh it's yeah, it's, it was nuts when he said that. I'm like Okay, maybe it's finally time to put him out the pasture. He's, old. he's done. He doesn't know what the hell he's saying. Time to put him in the old folks' home. Like, holy cow, that was just dumb. Yeah, it, it, uh, yeah, I, I, I really don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, Cooper rushes. Hey, I'll give him credit where credit's due. He's won these games, but he ain't Dak Prescott. No. All right, like, he, he's not. He's not that guy. So you got to give him back his job. Yeah. Or or maybe, you know what, Jerry? Heck, you want Cooper Rush in there? Let's see if he can run the table. Let's see if he can do it. All right? <laughs> That's what you want to see. Oh, man. But he'll take you there. Go for it. All right. Yeah. Oh, it's got to be so frustrating <laughs> to be a Dallas fan. I don't know how you can do it. It's like every week you got to just shake your head. You know, this the weirdest comments and crazy <laughs> shit comes out of there. It's just brutal. <laughs> Yeah. Um, this game, uh, Michael Gallup came back. Uh, first game of the season. Good to see him back. Got into the end zone on a, with a couple catches. Um, the Dallas defense, though, I think they're they're the reason why they're winning. You know, to be honest, uh, they just uh, were just all over Carson Wentz, who had a horrible game. Couple oh. picks, uh, just was not able to go at all. And and Washington looks bad. Uh, sitting one and three, last in a division. Uh, I I think it's going to be a rough year for Carson Wentz and this team. Yeah, I think so too. Because like, I'm just yeah, like I think that the culture in Washington is just toxic. Yeah, personally, I like I I don't think they they don't have a winning culture there whatsoever. No. It's not even close. Like it's not even close. No, and not. I think that it, it it starts with the owner. Dan Snyder, who's slime ball. And uh, yeah, and it starts with that guy. No, no. And it filters down to everything else in the organization. Yeah. And I'm sorry, man, but that 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 culture is just not there. No. And so yeah, bad. they're gonna have a rough season. Yeah. Real it's gonna be bad there. And uh, yeah, Daniel Snyder deserves it. So uh, yeah. Uh, on to the next one. Washington hosts the Titans. Sure, they're gonna beat there. Dallas goes to the Rams. Rams will be mad after losing to the Niners, uh, 24 to nine final today. Um, Cooper Cup, 14 catches, 122 yards. Uh, Wilson had a uh, touchdown on 18 carries, 74 yards. Debo, six catches, 115 yards and a touchdown. Jimmy G looked pretty good and uh, yeah, big win. As I said, uh, all teams two and two in that division. So uh, pretty interesting. Um, NFC East, the Giants are three and one. Um, pretty, pretty easy win over the Bears, uh, twenty to twelve. Uh, this one was another game where uh, we had quarterback issues for the Giants. Daniel Jones was hurt. Uh, Tyrod Taylor was hurt. And uh, guess who they went to and was the quarterback for a few snaps. Uh, after those two quarterbacks went down, 
Eli Manning came back. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been awesome. That would have been amazing. Uh, no, who's the Giants' best player? Was Saquon Barkley? Yeah, he was their quarterback. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. So he, he was get he was taking the snap and then he was just running. And he was just running, running, running. Even when Daniel Jones came back, he yeah. came into the game and he wasn't even under center. He he went off to the side and Saquon <laughs> just kept getting the ball and just running for it. And it was awesome to watch, man. I, I was like, they should just make this permanent. Forget Jones. <laughs> just put Saquon in there and get him to do it uh, every single game. This was amazing. Yeah, and Barkley had himself a game. Had himself a game. 31 carries, 146 yards. It, it seems to me like he's playing with like something to prove this yeah. particular season. Like yeah. he really is. He's coming out with some serious fire. And it's great to see. It's great to see. Yeah. In, injury troubles for him really decimated him last couple seasons. But uh, this this one, he's just so awesome. And um, Daniel Jones, uh, you know, had a good start. He had uh, six carries, 68 yards, and a couple TDs. Uh, had, you know, seemed like he was good. Then he goes, gets out. Tyrod Taylor comes in. Forgot Tyrod had went there. Uh, good to see him. But bam, he gets a concussion, uh, throws a pick. Uh, and gets a concussion. He's out, and uh, I, I don't think he'll be able to play this coming week, so uh, they'll have to pull in a, a second quarterback. Uh, maybe Saquon will be the, the backup again for Jones, and uh, maybe they'll have to go and get somebody off the scrap heap. Um, there's There's been so much talk about uh, Justin Fields this year, and uh, I, I'm amazed that they uh, you know they don't trust him, but uh, he threw some balls to Darryl, uh, Darnell Mooney uh, in this game that were awesome, 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 awesome. Uh, the the broadcaster said, perfect ball thrown to Mooney. I heard yes. him say it on a couple occasions. Absolute perfect ball to Mooney. And uh, But they're still handcuffing him. They're not giving him that opportunity. They're running the ball a lot. Um, but, um, yeah, it's weird. Uh, he... He was so beautiful on some of those passes. Oh, some of those passes, yeah, were were just absolute beauties. Like yeah. especially the one downfield to Mooney where he caught it over his shoulder. Like that was a perfect pass. It, it does it does not get yeah. any better than that. Yeah. It doesn't get any better than that. So, and on top of that, he still had seven carries for fifty two yards. Like I don't know, I, he's young. He, yeah. You know, he's gonna have to go through his growing pain. So let him do it. Yeah, just let him just. Let him play the game, man. Yeah. yeah, I'm surprised at the handcuffs that they're putting on him and uh, not letting him go very much. But, um, yeah, they uh, they also had three fumbles in this game that really definitely contributed to the loss, and um, they sit two and two on the year. Uh, the Giants, as I said, they go to London to play Green Bay, and Chicago goes to Minnesota um, early window um on sunday so uh okay um so uh we covered the nfc west a little bit um but let's talk about the uh seattle seahawks um two and two on the year what a shootout game this was uh man this was uh this was old school football uh you know some of those 
games where, you know, last team that gets the ball uh, wins it. Um, these are some of the numbers. They had 93 points scored, over 1,075 yards, 695 yards through the year, 380 on the ground, 12 touchdowns scored. Um, there was both teams had just guys with just career numbers. This was uh, an exciting, exciting football game. I was not expect, expecting between these two teams an offensive explosion, an <laughs> extravaganza of offense. I was not expecting that. No, no, no. I wasn't expecting that, but it was cool to see that both defenses said, you know what? Let's see how much points they can score on us. Let, let, I, I'm curious. I've always been curious. So yeah. let's just let's see yeah. what happens. Yeah, that's what it looked like. <laughs> it, it was. It was it exactly like. what that was. Man. Yeah. Amazing. And I, I love the fact that Rashad, Rashad Penny, 17 carries only, 151 yards. Yeah. Two Huge game. Yeah. Massive. Well, I was talking about Seattle's run defense. Last week, well, Detroit's yeah. run defense is just as bad or worse. Uh, Detroit has scored the most points in the NFL, but they've also allowed the most points in the NFL, and it isn't even close. Uh, if they, <laughs> they go on, on this run for the entire season, they're going to set records both offensively and, you know, for horrific defensively. Uh, it's going to be amazing, but look at some of the numbers. Like, you, you mentioned Rashad Penny, but Look at DK Metcalf and 150 yards in the air. They had uh, Geno Smith, 320 yards passing, uh, and he had 49 yards on the ground with another touchdown. Like, yep. uh, yeah, he's got num better numbers than Russ. And I, I said that at the beginning of the year. I said Russell Wilson's um, guys that he's throwing to, he doesn't have the, not the, the same type of guys that Geno Smith has. Like, you, you throw into Tyler Lockett. DK Metcalf and you're handing the ball to Rashad Penny. Uh, this offense is pretty damn awesome. Yeah, yeah, and they're they're beginning to show it, like and especially in this game. Although you know Lions defense is pretty porous, like almost non-existent, but they do have weapons. They do have weapons and the tight end Disley. Don't forget that guy. Yeah, no, he, I love him. I, he's I solid. Him. I really he's love a, him. Yeah, he's yeah, great. he's a he's a great tight end, yeah. but. Going on to the other side of the ball, Jared Goff, I, he's beginning to have some career numbers here. Like yeah. his, his numbers are absolutely insane. 26 of 39, 378 yards, four touchdowns with one pick. But then his guy, his dude, Hawkinson. TJ, yeah, holy he, crap. What a what, That has to be a career game. Yeah, no, yeah, it was. Eight receptions, 179 yards, and two touchdowns. Yeah. Massive. Yeah, and Jamal Williams, another incredible game. Uh, yeah, he's he's uh, filling in for DeAndre Swift and looking like, you know, not missed a beat at all. Uh, 19 no. carries, 108 yards and a couple TDs. And, yeah, they they have uh, they have a massive amount of weapons, but uh, I think they've got to make some trades and try to get some defense because, uh, yeah, this is going to be a rough year. Uh, they're probably going to lose a lot of games by this uh, this type of score. Yeah, yeah, they they are. But at least the one great thing that Lions fans can count on is, well, we got some offense, though, buddy. We got offense. <laughs> they got plenty of that. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, this is fun football. I love it. It's great. 
uh yeah it's it's pretty incredible to see i don't think a lot of people would have suspected both these teams going into the year that they'd be having a, a shootout like this and this is kind of prolific offense that we'd see uh so seahawks play uh new orleans um uh early window sunday and detroit detroit goes to new england also in that early window um okay arizona also two and two after beating carolina 26 16 uh kyler murray was good through for a couple touchdowns and ran for one hollywood brown caught another six balls uh another touchdown zach ertz had a td and uh the defense picked off baker mayfield a couple times uh the only thing that was good for the panthers was christian mccaffrey over 100 yards a lot of touches um uh baker's um yeah having his struggles there and yeah arizona was able to pick up the big win yeah yeah arizona got the big win and uh mayfield yeah he's uh yeah i i think he was envisioning a little bit more success than what he's having right now yeah um but at least you know what the panthers lone one bright spot is always going to be christian mccaffrey yeah. all right yeah. Eight carries, 27 yards, but that's the great thing about him. You may be able to shut him down in a run, but you can also pass to that guy. Yeah. And then nine receptions, 81 yards, and a touchdown. So that that dude is their offense. Yeah. 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 No, he's he's pretty much the uh, yeah, beginning and end to their yeah. offense. And yeah. Uh, yeah, he's awesome, but he's wasted there. That's for sure. That's too bad. Yeah, that's too bad. Uh, Arizona hosts the Eagles, so uh, we're they're in tough. That's the one twenty-five kickoff time locally here. And Carolina hosts San Fran, one oh five later window. Um, okay, let's talk about the NFC North, uh, the Vikes and the Saints, and this is the London game. Um, hell of a game, really fun, back and forth, back and forth. Uh, Will let's hit a sixty-yard field goal to put the Saints ahead. Then the Vikes came down and tied it, uh, went back ahead, and then uh, about a minute later, Will Letts went down again, and they couldn't quite get it to where he needed that 60-yarder. They uh, He had to attempt a 61-yarder and uh, kicked it, looked really good, uh, started fading a little left, ended up hitting the upright, and then coming down, hit the crossbar, and then it fell, and it did not uh, was not a good field goal. Oh man, it was crazy how that thing did the double doink and didn't go through. Uh, it was insane. Uh, I I could not believe that that ball uh, fell and 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 did not give them the field goal. Yeah, yeah. I I to be honest for myself, I was really happy that that happened. Yeah, because like in my pool, I, I picked the Vikings to win, so I needed that to happen. Okay, I, I did have to hold my breath. I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> but luckily, luckily, it, it it worked out. Um, Justin Jefferson for the Vikings had a massive game. Yeah, massive game. ten receptions, one hundred forty-seven yards. But the biggest catch of the game was to set up the winning field goal. Yeah, and that was huge, oh, huge, yeah. play, huge play by Jefferson. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's. He's a talent. He's probably uh, you know top three receivers now in the NFL, and and just massive. Um, yeah, get him the ball for sure. 
Uh, Andy Dalton uh, filled in for the injured Jameis Winston. He had a pretty good game. Uh, it was very disappointing, but they fall to one and three on the year now. And um, tough road to hoe. Uh, unfortunately, um, Viking safety Lewis Cine suffered a compound leg fracture to his left Ooh. leg. Uh, he had to stay in London to have surgery on it. Uh, team staff member had to stay with him, and uh, we wish him all the best. Uh, looks like he will be out for the season. And um, Alvin Kamara ended up uh, being out of this game uh, late scratch. Uh, no word exactly what was the problem. Um, he was yeah, just right at kickoff, all of a sudden they announced, oh, he's scratched, uh, he can't play. And that was a big blow for the Saints, for sure. Yeah, that uh, that sucks. Hopefully, whatever's uh, ailing him is not going to continue to ail him. Hopefully, that's something he can get over uh, rather quickly. But uh, yeah, they, he was sorely missed in this game. Clearly. Yeah, that was tough to see that uh, compound fracture. It was brutal. Uh, I feel really sorry for Lewis Sign, and uh, that's going to be a huge blow for the Vikings. Uh, Three and one having a great start to the year, but losing your safety. Um, yeah, it's hard to make up for that. So uh Vikings do play Chicago early window Sunday. And as I mentioned earlier, uh the Saints host the Seahawks. So and uh just one game to cover the last game. Uh Green Bay. Uh they start the year. Um uh, they're three and one. And they got the um, – oh, yeah, we did cover that one earlier. Yeah, they they got the overtime win uh, over the Patriots. So, um, yeah, that's uh, our roll around the NFL. Um, pretty uh, pretty good Sunday, pretty – lots of fun. And, uh, yeah, uh, the NFL's been – yeah, so far so good. Uh, it's been a great year already. Yeah, no, and so far so good. Um, it's, there's definitely been a heck of a lot of parody. Yeah. Uh can't guess who's going to win from week to week, which is really good. That's yeah. always a good sign yeah. of a great season. I, um, I've i been playing fantasy football. You've been playing. Uh, you've got something going. Um, I've been in the millionaire maker leagues uh, week after week, and uh, I, I'm still not a millionaire yet. But uh, <laughs> the, guy that, uh, the guy that won the million this week, um, he went heavily on the Seahawks, and it was a brilliant move on his part. He also yeah. had TJ Hawkinson, which uh, was big because, um, yeah, he, he had a monster game, career game. Uh, yeah, his uh, his totals were pretty phenomenal, and I was um, – yeah, I, I, I did not think the Seahawks were going to put up that much points. I didn't think uh, Seattle-Detroit were the game to go to in my in my fantasy draft. Who would have thought that? Hey, come on, man. <laughs> come on. Who's who's really thinking that? Yeah. I, like, I, I don't know if this guy did a deep dive into the defensive numbers and he just goes, no, I got an algorithm. <laughs> and it works. Yeah. I knew it was that game. Like, come on, man. Like that that's that's a little bit of luck there. Yeah. Or a lot. Yeah, he won uh he won a million plus he won an entry into the final. Where I think the lowest prize is a hundred thousand and the top prize is four million. So he got himself kicking oh. into that. 
Uh, there's a guy that finished in third place who had the same lineup, 33 of the same lineup. So 20 bucks, he had to pay 660, I guess it was. And but he got from third place all the way to 34th place, and uh, he collected $366,000 for doing that. That's not bad. That yeah. that's 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 a good payday. That's a yeah. real good payday. And he definitely also was heavy on the Seahawks. He had he had uh DK, he had Rashad, he had Gino and and uh yeah, man, uh geez, I, I really wish I would have went to Seattle, Detroit heavy. Yeah, I know. Like like it's just like wow, these guys they they, they have their hand on the pulse. They know something that yeah. I, nobody else knows. Nobody. Yeah, nobody else seemed to know. Yeah, no, not not. Yeah, they they were able to. Uh, yeah, capitalize and good on them. They were really smart. I was going for, I was going for Bills Ravens, and I thought that was going to be the game of the day with highest highest score, but no, not not the case. Um, okay, UFC. We had a UFC card. It was not a great card. Uh, I didn't think it was going in. I was looking forward to a couple fights on the card, but uh, pretty weak card. Uh, we heard earlier in the week that um, the media wasn't invited, then fans weren't invited, and we were like, okay, what's going on here? And then we heard uh, Mark Zuckerberg is coming. Was invited. Yeah, was invited. He <laughs> got the loan invitation. Uh, him and his wife were showing up. Uh, I don't really get why um, he would personally want to be in an empty arena. I don't know why Dana would want an empty arena. Uh, Dana White says that he did not buy out the arena. Uh, somehow, he supposedly he's saying that he invited him and then he decided on his own that uh, he didn't want people to bug him. So he decided nobody could come. Uh, but there's celebrities all the time at these events, uh, and they they don't get harassed. I don't think they don't get super bugged. Uh, you know, Donald Trump's been there, The Rock's been there, tons of athletes, lots of famous people are always in the crowd, and uh, they seem to be able to handle it. Uh, I don't know why Zuckerberg couldn't handle a crowd around him. I guess that's because Zuckerberg's bigger than all of those people. <laughs> bigger. Uh, like he looks down on all of them. It's like, do you know how much money I have? Get out of here, you little ants, <laughs> little person. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know what? Sometimes I'm sorry. I I can't take Dana White at his word. Right. Sometimes, right. yeah, he has lied to the public a ton of times. Yeah. So whatever he has said, it's like, oh, I'm sure there's a little bit of truth to that or none whatsoever. And I'm sure that there's there was some money that was exchanged between okay. them and the UFC. Because as much say as Dana White has, he's still not the owners. No. Those are other guys. Yeah. That's not him. All yeah. right. So, so yeah, you wouldn't think uh the owners would be like, Oh yeah, sure, we'll we'll accept zero dollars for this one. We're paying out money. They even had six bonuses, so you know, yeah. they paid out three hundred thousand in bonuses and all the fighters made money, and you know, that this one would have been 
Well, you know, probably this would have been the biggest loss that the UFC, UFC ever took, even maybe yeah. more than some of the ones uh, years back. Yeah. So, so what he just said doesn't make any sense, and I'm sure none of it is real. Um, I'm sure there was payment being made, and he's just like protecting his interests, and also too, he's probably doing that in the for the future of doing things like this again. Yeah. I, I think he's prepping it because let's be honest, this was a lower tier card. Yeah. So if you're going to do something like this, yeah, this is definitely the card to do it. This is yeah. definitely the card to do it. Definitely the card to experiment to see, is it worth it? Is it profitable? Yeah. Can it make us money? Because then all of a sudden now, if he can do these kind of private events for billionaires who have money, Makes sense. Yeah. They're in the business of making money. So, yeah, but it seems crazy. Uh, this, this, this card had no energy. It was like brutal. I, I just couldn't yeah. believe it. the energy was just sucked out of the building. I felt, I felt sorry for a lot of the fighters on this card because they had no friends, family. They had nobody cheering them. It was weird. It was just this, this felt like an ultimate fighter card. Uh, this did not feel, you know, like, like a, a regular USC fight night. Uh, it 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 really lacked energy at all. Yeah, it did. It, it you know what it felt like, kind of. Except I'm gonna say worse was when COVID first started, right? And when they first had like the fights come back, felt like that, but except worse energy, much more, way 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 less. It was so tough. yeah. It was. I don't even like. I don't even like the cards really at the apex. I think they got to stop doing so many there i think uh you know the energy's not that great the crowds are super small and and it's just not not really a true representation of the sport played in front of you know big crowds in great arenas and and you know i'm i'm hoping that uh they start moving away from the apex not you know trying to put more cards on there and especially with no fans it, it was it was horrible i hated it you know what maybe Maybe he's going to do this brilliant move. He's going to do a massive pay-per-view and it's going to be private. <laughs> Nobody's allowed to go. <laughs> Let's hope not. Let's hope and, and, not. And, and he's going to have a couple guys, like maybe four, all billionaires, though. That's it. That's it. Let's hope he's not going in that direction, man. Oh, man, it was brutal. Did you yeah. see Zuckerberg's wife? Like, I don't think she's ever attended a live event she looked horrified when there was shots thrown a knee guy got knocked down she was cringing and oh my god ah! and I, I don't think she's been ever to a live event it, it was pretty it was pretty comical watching her reactions yeah no it was pretty cool I, I liked it i liked it a lot because like that was my entertainment watching the one person freak out because she's never seen it before so that was cool <laughs> yeah. uh i want to share something with you real quick uh we were talking about him just now and uh look at the picture of uncle dana have you seen him lately he looks pretty jacked he has slimmed down he took off 30 pounds he uh he's under a new Diet regiment, 53-year-old Dana White. This is how he looks. Uh, what do you think? Hold on a second. Is that photoshopped? Is that his is that his head on somebody else's body? 
<laughs> I couldn't say for sure. <laughs> oh man, TRT. Yeah, yeah, good job. Awesome. <laughs> he said that he um he went to like a uh like a twenty three and me or something like that. No, 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 maybe I'm getting this mixed up. Somehow he went to a doctor, and uh, the doctor said that um, you uh how with the shape you're in right now, you're gonna be dead within ten years. I'll give you ten oh. years at the outset. And uh, I think it really woke him up. He uh, decided that he was going to address it. He was going to eat healthier. He's going to work out more. He was going to do a lot better things for his health. He dropped 30 pounds. He said he's eliminated his uh, snoring, his sleep apnea problem. He said he was having a hard time even walking. His legs were giving him huge troubles. Uh, his leg problem has uh, completely gone away. And uh, he feels like he hasn't been this healthy and, a long, long, long time. Okay, well, that's good. That's good. That, uh, you know, like exercise and working out actually is doing his body well. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. Um, so that that's, that's fantastic that he's uh, found his elixir, his fountain of youth. Now the only thing that uh, Uncle Dana needs to do is to keep it up. Yeah. That's it. Okay. Now he just needs to be consistency and just needs to keep putting in the work day in, day out, forever. Yeah. Gotta do it. Yep. Okay, so uh let's let's blaze through this card a little bit. Uh yeah. the main event. Um it was uh Mackenzie Dern, who is a world jiu-jitsu champion, uh considered one of the greatest women grapplers, submission artists, and uh she could not submit a white belt. She could not uh take out a white belt who does not have any ground game at all. Um, this was embarrassing, I think. When Jan said, hey, I'm a white belt uh, in jiu-jitsu, uh, I thought it was a big slap in the face to uh, who some people consider the greatest woman women's submission artist in the UFC. Yeah, it's a huge slap in the face. <laughs> yeah, man, like, cause it's like, she basically just said, you can't submit a white belt. And you couldn't. <laughs> yeah. But to Jan's credit, she did great stalling tactics to survive the, the effortless twists and turns that Dern took her through, especially in that um, in the second round where she dominated her. Right. And she was she was effortlessly flowing from one submission to the next submission to the next submission to the next submission. I was just like, okay, well, she's got to be caught in one of these eventually, right? Like but Jan did fantastic work installing, surviving, and just doing enough so that she could not lock in a submission. Yeah. And then when she was able to like stand with her in the first, third, fourth round, ah, she was able to keep her distance and, and pot shot her. Yeah, and, and and Jan looked great doing that. Her stand-up game was phenomenal. Her takedown defense was amazing. amazing. Yes, I, I, Mackenzie Dern has to get better stand-up game. You know, she's not going to be able to take down elite fighters when you know her stand-up game's that poor. Jan was able to keep distance, pick her apart. Uh, she dominated <laughs> three rounds. Uh, Mackenzie Dern definitely dominated that second round and. 
A lot yeah. of people were calling for a 10-8 round, uh, maybe even a 10-8 round for that fifth round. But um, it, she ended up getting the majority decision win. I thought Jan won that fight. I, I did. I, you know, I think a lot of people were crying that it should have been a draw because they thought one of those second or fifth should have been a 10-8. But um, no, I, this this to me was Mackenzie Dern needs to go back to the drawing board and get a lot better at being all around. Yes, uh, absolutely agree with you on that. Her stand-up needs to definitely improve. But more importantly, I think like her grappling to take her opponent down needs to improve as well. Yeah. Because she she did things where I'm like, well, she's not even trying to cut angles. You know, mm -hmm. she's not trying to run the pipe to try to get her down and stuff like that. Like there's certain things that I saw from Dern that could be improved upon. You can't always just pull guard and just hope for the best. No. That's not that's not always gonna work out for you. No. What could have worked out for her even better is if she just did what she did in the fifth round for all the previous rounds and get the top position. And give herself a better chance of getting a submission. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it looks like these two will switch places in the rankings. Uh, Mackenzie, you know, goes down a little bit. I, I think she's got to fight somebody, uh, maybe like Michelle Watterson. Uh, Jan has an opportunity, maybe winning her next fight, getting a title shot. But um, yeah, I, I wasn't impressed. I didn't love this fight at all. So let's move on. Let's. Let's talk about the co-main here. Uh, Randy Brown, love this guy, amazing fighter, but he gassed out in this one uh, yes, against a 44-year-old man. He's still <laughs> in there. Uh, Trinaldo won the later part of this fight and almost pulled out the, the victory. Uh, Randy, I don't know why he got so gassed, but he almost lost this fight because he got so tired. Yeah, yeah, he almost did. And at least uh, he put in the good work in the first uh, beginning of those rounds, the first two rounds. I got him that win. But uh, Trinaldo is a load to fight. Yeah. And he always will be. It's just the way that he fights. It is always going to be effective against whoever he fights, regardless mm -hmm. of what their assets are. Sure. He is just he is just that tough to fight at all times. Yeah. You know, like, he picked apart uh, Brown. He started doing those calf kicks. Eventually, took away his base in the third round. Got him down to the ground, and also too, like that left high kick was getting closer and yeah. closer to hitting wow. Brown all the time. Like I, I'm just always impressed with Trinaldo. Like it's just like he's he kind of reminds me a little bit of Brandy Couture, where it's just like wow, time doesn't affect me. Yeah, it just doesn't. Yeah, and you're and when you fight me, you're gonna get hurt. Age. I might not win, but you're gonna get hurt. Yeah, age is just a number, as a lot of those older guys say. And yeah, yeah, he was uh, he was impressive and almost almost pulled out the victory there. Uh, yeah. Okay, uh, I was not impressed with Trevin Jones. Um, this was uh, Barcelos' uh, easy one-sided victory, super dominant. Uh, yeah. Definitely dominant on the ground, but even better in the stand-up. Um, I, I, Trevin Jones just wasn't throwing enough. Uh, yeah. I don't know what was uh, was up, but uh, this was so one-sided. Uh, even one of the judges was scored at 30-25. Uh, <laughs> it was 30-26 uh, and 30-27, I believe. But it was, um, yeah, this was an easy victory, it looked like, for Barcelos. 
Yeah, uh, Barcelos mixed up his strikings well, like with knees, the elbows, uh, flurries to the bread basket. Like, you know, he he, he looked great. Yeah. Jones looked stiff. He didn't throw enough. And he had absolutely no head movement. Right. That was the other thing that I, I, I noticed. He had absolutely no head movement whatsoever. So great win by Barcelos. Definitely dominated the fight. Jones needs to go back to the drawing board and needs to fix a couple things. Yeah. Uh, Super Sadiq Youssef, uh, one of the quickest sub wins ever. Just uh, Bam was able to get uh, this done. Uh, he was supposed to fight Giga K- K- Ch- Chikadze in this one. Well, it was his original opponent. Uh, Chikadze had to pull out, so they brought in the short notice guy. Uh, when we did the preview last week with this, yeah, we're both like, uh, we don't really know this Shiannis guy. I have heard that uh, he's pretty decent on the regional circuit, but overmatched big time in this one. Uh, the, <laughs> Yusuf just came in and made quick work of this. Uh, they didn't even give a bonus because it was just like, oh man, that was almost like beating a kid. It was so bad. Yeah, he took his candy <laughs> and spit on him. So... <laughs> Exactly. It was, uh, it was rough. Yeah. It was, it was rough. Yeah. USC debut didn't go quite according to plan for this guy. No, it didn't. It did not go according to plan whatsoever. So I hope actually that now the UFC goes, okay, so that was ridiculous. Let's make that use of Chikadze fight now. Yeah. Hopefully they can run it back. I hope so. Yeah. That would be great. Um, Mike Davis uh, fights Slava Claus and uh, uh, Davis. I don't know. It's so weird. Uh, I look at uh, Borshev and think, okay, Russian, he's got to be good at wrestling. But uh, this is one of the few Russians that sucks really bad at wrestling. Uh, he <laughs> has been taken down 20 times in his last two fights. Uh, he really needs to polish up that part of his game. Uh, Mike Davis easily uh wins this one and um there were other cool thing was davis said that he had put it out there uh to have one of his corner men uh somebody paid to be one of his corner men uh ten thousand dollars and you can be one of his corner people uh he said even better seat than dana white has uh, will really make your uh, make it great for you, and those ten thousand dollars can handle all the fees, all the things that he has to pay out of his pocket that are coming off the top of his salary. He said uh, this helps him. It helps somebody that has the dough that can sit uh, next to Mark Zuckerberg. This could have been, you know, one of the only uh, non-fighters in the camp uh, in, in the arena, and um, yeah, I kind of like it. Uh, USC is super against it. They were yep. pretty pissed off because they're not getting a little bit of the cut from Of course. <laughs> but uh, I thought it was brilliant on his part. Yeah. So brilliant that guess what the USC is going to do now? They're going to ban it. Yeah. They're going to ban it. Of course. They're, go- they're absolutely going to do that. And you know what the fighters should say? It's like, aren't you making us wear those rock shoes and we're not getting a cut of that? Right? Yeah. Right, Dana? You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. somebody comes up with a brilliant move, and that is brilliant. I, I got I got to give it to him. Like, yeah. that is a very astute, smart business move. 
that yeah. the UFC will absolutely crush. Yeah, right. that's too bad. Yeah, that was uh, sad to hear. Uh, he shouldn't have said it out loud. Shouldn't have said anything. Should have just yeah. Should have kept it under wraps, and they might have been yeah. able to get away with it for a while. Uh, there was a fight that was also supposed to be on the main card. Uh, Maxime Grisham and Philip Leans uh, was canceled. Uh, minutes, maybe an hour before it was supposed to happen. So uh, we'll see and find out what happened there. I didn't didn't hear, but somebody obviously had some issue that they couldn't fight. So. Uh, on to the fight of the night uh, we had for the preliminary feature fight, uh, Daniel Santos and uh, Jake Castaneda. Um, Castaneda was really dominant in the first round. Oh, yeah. Almost had him out of there. Round. Uh, he was piecing him up. Uh, he, had, he had better kicks, better punches, better knees. He had uh, Santos in all sorts of trouble. And uh, this was a hell of a comeback. Santos getting the knockout victory when he landed a brutal knee that that uh, took took him down. But um, yeah, it looked like this was going to be Castaneda's all the way until it wasn't. Yeah, um, uh, like especially when Castaneda landed that left high kick and rocked him, rocked him. Rocked him. Yeah. I I thought to myself, okay, so this is about to be over. And then Santos did something that I was impressed with. He showed heart. Yeah. Real heart. Yeah, sure. Right. Yeah. Dug deep, man. Awesome. And he came and then he came back after that head kick at the end of that round. Yeah. And then came after him in the second round. Put yeah. that pressure on him like nobody's business. I was impressed. Yeah, no, it was an awesome performance. And yeah, he definitely showed heart because he was in all sorts of trouble and it looked like it was going to be an early fight, but uh Somehow he turned it around and gets the huge, huge win. Uh, this heavyweight battle between Ilya Latifi and Alexei Olenek, uh, not a good fight. Olenek looked terrible. Uh, I'm not sure exactly why. Latifi won, but he said he's retired now. I think um, maybe Olenek should be thinking about that because uh, he just barely even showed up in this one. Yeah, yeah. Latifi kind of he grappled him, laid and prayed on him. And won the fight. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> that's about all on. I can say about this fight. Yeah. Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Joaquin Silva beat uh, the Canadian Jesse the Body Snatcher Ronson. Um, got a big uh, knockout victory over him. Um, I love Ronson, uh, but um, yeah, he took the loss in this one. Uh, what do you What do you think? No, I, I uh, Silva had. He managed to uh, to get the advantage against Ronson when he went uh, uh, when he went unorthodox in his stance, yeah. and all of a sudden Ronson was just like, "I I don't know what's going on here," uh, because I think from his fight tapes, Silva doesn't really do that, mm-hmm. and then so now all of a sudden Ronson was just like, "He's giving us a look none of us has ever seen before, boys." I am not really sure what to do, and then mm-hmm. he started piecing them up like that. Yeah. And then when he, I believe when he hit that flying knee, he was in the unorthodox stance against. That's why we hit him, took him out. Great win by Silva and great read by his coaches to say, no, do that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was super impressive and a big, big win. Uh, I really like this uh, middleweight fight between Brendan Allen and Christoph Jocko. Um, Brendan Allen um, gets a great, rear naked choke win uh i was i was actually pretty blown away by 
his performance and, and getting the submission uh, near the end of the first round. Yeah, uh, because Jotko is like that good. And Brendan Allen did that as quick as anything I've ever seen, yeah. where he, he sunk in that rear naked choke, I think at the same time he was taking his back. Like yeah. it was it was just that oh, quick, gosh. that seamless, that good. Even I was impressed too. I think it was midway through that first round where he was able to uh, buck up and turn him over, Jodko, who had top position, and then reverse the position. Yeah. That in itself was very impressive. Yeah. I think it was uh, Dominic Cruz who, or even it might have been Felder or Cruz called it. They said, oh, I can see him maneuvering into position. I think he's he's about to reverse this, and he did. And, and he did. Uh, yeah, really super impressive. And, uh, yeah, it showed how skilled he is on the ground and, and got the, the big victory. Um, uh, Chelsea Chandler got 50K for her knockout win uh, late in the first round over Stoliarenko. Uh, nice performance by her. Yeah, nice performance by Miss uh, Chandler. Uh, great knockout win by her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Stoliarenko, um, yeah, she's, she's a tough girl, and um, I was – Really, uh, yeah, I was really blown away by Chandler's performance. Uh, Guido Canetti uh, started off the card. He got 50K for his uh, early submission win over Randy Costa. Uh, six six bonuses in all, and uh, he started off the night well. Yeah, yeah, he did start off the night well with a great win on his part. And uh, I was hoping that, there was really more finishes on this card because of the way it started, but didn't really happen like that. No. <laughs> um, the only one I didn't mention was uh, Brennan Allen also got the 50K. So, oh, and, and Silva, Joaquin Silva, Guido Canetti, Chelsea Chandler, uh, Brennan Allen, and then the fight of the night between Santos and Castaneda. Uh, we also have another uh, week off. Uh, Coming up this week, there's no UFC, so uh, that was uh, surprising to see when I looked ahead. Yeah, yeah, I was a little bit surprised as well. But um, I guess Dana has taken into consideration that it is our Thanksgiving. So he's letting us enjoy just our turkey in peace without no UFC, no (laughs) fight. Maybe. uh, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we got uh, two long weekends uh, in a row. That's pretty, uh, pretty rare. No, well, it was rare, but now it's going to be a thing going forward for us. Yeah. Because since since now it's written into our contract, so we will always have two long weekends in a row, and it's going to be great because you know what? More time off for us is actually healthier for us. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I feel I feel a lot better on a Monday when I've got three days off like that, and this one will be. Will be a Monday this time, and I, I love having Mondays off. So, um, yeah, I'll be even better prepared for next week's podcast because uh, it's hard to fit it in with work. Uh, you know, you were watching tons of highlights of NFL games today, so was I, and yeah. we're trying to work and do that as well. But, uh, yeah, next week podcast, if you're listening or watching, make sure you tune in. It'll probably be the best podcast we've ever done. Yes, yes. And then also, too, it's going to be great because we're going to be, you know, like rested. exactly Exactly. yeah yeah yeah. well bud this was awesome uh i'm sure uh yeah we've both got to get some food in us and get some sleep so 
thanks for doing this. Uh, super fun to break down the weekend of sports as always. Yeah, man. Always enjoy it. Always a pleasure. And uh, look forward to next Monday. Okay. Sounds good, bud. T- take care. We'll talk this week. We'll talk this week. All right. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. Well, that's another edition of Complete Sports Media's podcast. A lot of fun. Hope you enjoyed it as much as we did doing it. Uh, appreciate the support as always. And uh, yeah, we've got to mention our partners and sponsors. Uh, Verbero, the um, hockey equipment and apparel company, industry leader in technology, performance and value. And, you know, the V350 stick is a must have. Um, Anchor.fm, easiest place to make a podcast. Go to them and they will be able to set you up like they did here. Uh, Pampas and Possibilities, the um, purveyors of West Coast pretty things for your home. Spruce it up and make it look great. And of course, Forever Living, the aloe vera company for health and beauty products. Uh, Go to our website and you can purchase the products at discounted rates. And uh, yeah, thanks for sticking in. Appreciate your support. Tell your friends and family and Go to our uh, website, completesportsmedia.com, and our parent site, completemedianetwork.com. Tons of great things there for you. Love you lots. Take care of yourself, and bye for now.